This is Dies and Shoe X, the podcast, episode 284 for the week of January 8th, 2020, whatever you want to call it, 12. Welcome to Dies and Chewy X. The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Dies and Chewy X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball <laughs> in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. The genuine deep voice over there. Our buddy Jeff is joining us. It must be a XXX review of awesomeness episode. A triple X review <laughs> of right. awesomeness? Jeff shows up, takes his clothes off, we record <laughs> an episode. <laughs> You said food, you said beer, you said naked, I came over. <laughs> uh, Jeff, how you doing, sir? I am doing very well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, I think it's been close to two months, kind of like between a month and a half to two months. Getting there, yeah. Holiday season, we're in... Moving. Fresh yes, moving, yeah. yeah. Here we go, Dragon Ball GT review of Awesomeness number two. Good to have you along for the ride. Great to be here. Good. Across from us over here, the wife, the lady that shows up from time to time. Mary, welcome to the show. Coming from the dilapidated Temple O... <laughs> dilapidated? Temple O Tolerance. Temple O Tolerance. Oh my God, I got my... <laughs> That's going to be my uh, April Fool's joke. <laughs> if I can manage to remember my login <laughs> and make an, make an edit. Oh, nice. Temple of Tolerance. You're welcome. Damn you. No, I owe you a return idea. Because right. that was pretty good. I need ideas sometimes. <laughs> good to have you here for the episode. Thanks for having me on the show. Great. Not joining us because now it's his turn to be sick again. Even though you're still sick. Yeah, I'm still uh, I think sick. I'm getting re-sick, even though I was sick a week. Ago? I don't know what's going on. I am in the middle trying to like fend for myself here. <laughs> See, he's dying over there. Two of us Two weeks coughing. ago. Whatever whatever the day after Christmas was. <laughs> See? Yeah. <Still> coughing. <laughs> anyway, Julian, our buddy off in Japan, he is sick, so uh he is sticking with watching Toriko and One Piece right now. Although I think One Piece is coming to a close at this point. So he's chilling. He's probably having some tea as well. So Jeff, thank you. Mary, thank you. That leaves me. My name is Mike Vegito EX, the ringleader of this here podcastular circus. We are coming back at you with our monthly segment, usually monthly, the review of awesomeness. We finished up the manga last year in 2011. Here we are in 2012, continuing onward into Dragon Ball GT. But of course, we have all your regular news. We haven't done releases in a while. It's a slow quarter one looking like, but uh, I do want to cover the releases. There's some cool stuff coming out. And of course, we've got that large topic. So that's really what's on deck this episode. Do you guys get anything you want to toss in? Jump into the news, anything? You ready? Cool? No, word? No, I got nothing. Let's just hit up the news. So this is a piece of interesting news. Um, right out the gate, beginning of 2012. Before totally you continue, a surprise. I, yes. do, I would just like to say, fuck you, Shueisha. No, no. Fuck them in a good way. <laughs> I mean, if there is such a... Anyway, uh, <laughs> the March 2012 issue of the recently monthly relaunched Psycho Jump will be packed with, believe it or not, a bonus DVD that contains Plan to Eradicate the Super Science, which is, if you haven't heard it before, <laughs> but a gazillionth time, this is a remake of the 1993-94 storyline slash feature that was included on the 2012 Raging Blast 2010. 2. Oh, sorry. Making up numbers. 2010 Raging Blast 2 video game. And Drumroll, please. Episode of Bardock. Oh my god. This was the animated adaptation of last month. <laughs> last month. Last month. <laughs> last year's. V-Jump spinoff manga by Naho Oishi. Now, the reason why I'm upset about this, because it's great news, right? Absolutely love this is happening. We did our predictions episode last time here at Daisenshu EX, and we decided that if we're going to make valid, correct predictions, we have to make crazy predictions that absolutely could not come true. I decided as a part of that, that episode of Bardock, they're just not going to put it out. They're going to spite us. They will just use it in other ways. Well, they did the right thing and it's actually coming out as a part of a Sooner than we think. Impact. Yeah, yeah. This uh, The issue goes on sale in Japan on February 3rd. It's the kind of thing where the next month's issue comes out that prior month. So the February issue just came out in Japan. The March issue is the one you want to track down if you want to get this pack in bonus DVD. There aren't many listings up for it just yet because the, as I said, the February issue is uh, just trickling out there, but 
Hey, Mike. Hey, Jeff. What's up? What other things do you want that haven't happened yet? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what can I predict that they will not give us? Uh-huh. I guess I got to go with Shueisha specifically. Uh, just a Blu-ray release down the road. I mean, a formal Blu-ray release. Because this is yeah. being packed in just with Psycho Jump, the March issue. Mm-hmm. And what's great is it's super cheap. I think the retail price for Psycho Jump is 580 yen. So, I mean, you're looking at, well, with the exchange right now, about 6 $7 just to get... Of course, shipping, I just ordered the February issue from CD Japan. And uh, it's because, you know, oh, I want to have the surrounding stuff, see all the coverage around things. Uh, I forget. Well, I, I didn't forget. But I continue to be shocked <laughs> at the goddamn shipping costs of this stuff. Because the yen versus the dollar right now is still so terrible. So originally, I was going to order a bunch of copies of this month, a bunch of copies of next month. I started adding things to the cart. It was going to be $75 to mail a couple, I think, like three copies of the $6 magazine. Never mind. I'll buy my one. Julian lives in Japan. I will just have him raid the local bookstore and get all the extra copies I need. So, Holy Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Shipping costs suck. Oh, it is. Yeah. That kind of covers that little bit of news. I mean, that's pretty exciting. Uh, It's going to be just packed in with the magazine. So this is the kind of thing, just like last year's V-Jumps with the actual chapters of episode of Bardock, those sold out really quickly. And that was just manga in the magazine. This, I have to imagine, is going to fly out of those pre-orders. So We'll see. Be checking those every single day. I mean, as soon as they're up there, we will update with links that you can grab them from a couple different places. So nice. Be on the lookout for that. So there's that news. The only other significant bit of news this past week is that the original Dragon Ball TV series is coming to Nicaraguan TV. We love talking about this global news. C21 Media reported a new deal between Toei and Nicaragua's Televisora Nicaragua Sure. <laughs> it's going to bring the original series, 153 episodes, of course, to their TV channel. It's actually part of a multi-franchise deal that's going to include some of the newer stuff, but a bunch of the older stuff as well. We almost feel like One Piece is newer, but One Piece has been going on for quite some time. So One Piece kind of does fit in with things like Slam Dunk and Saint Seiya now at this point. Not quite the same era, but kind of bridges <laughs> the time frame there. <laughs> what do you think about when One Piece started on TV and then when Slam Dunk was on TV. It's trippy to think there weren't that many years in between the two, but there's such a vast difference in look. Well, because One Piece is still ongoing. Yeah. Probably only halfway done right now. So uh, very interesting. I, I love hearing about what other countries are going to be getting for material. It's great that they're going back to the original series here. I absolutely recommend that if you're going to start with this series, the beginning of the series is the best place to start with the series. So pretty exciting there. That's all we got for news. So we are going to transition right now to our review. Oh, awesome. Nessus. So many years back, we started a segment because we wanted to do something that any type of fan could join in on and would be an ongoing series, but also be something that you could go back to at any point in time. And I've talked about this a little bit with the podcast. I've always tried to arrange topics to be timeless isn't the right word, but it's the right kind of idea that if you saw something you were interested in, you you knew you could always go back to it. And maybe the news wouldn't be relevant anymore. I mean, that's kind of hilarious to go back and listen to some of the 2005 news like, oh, my God, it's sparking. That's kind of interesting. But the topics would always be fun to still go back to. And so the manga review of Awesomeness grew out of that. And it was also a way for us to grab Jeff over here, longtime friend, longtime anime manga fan, but had never dived into Dragon Ball other than the obligatory cell game fan subs that all of us had, every type of fan had at that time. Uh, probably saw some of the movies, maybe at conventions in some capacities, snippets, whatever. And Videos. of course, yeah. um, when we were in college, that's when Toonami was uh, kind of in full swing. So we occasionally uh, check out some stuff over there. But we wanted to bring you in, get the new fan perspective, beginning of the series all the way through, because we've had folks like myself, Julian, that have read the entire thing. Julian, of course, in Japanese front to back as well. Mary, longtime fan as well, but had not read all of the manga, more of the TV side Mm -hmm. type of fan. And then Jeff, of course, you were new. Well, we're done with the manga now. So we decided to continue the natural progression would be Dragon Ball GT. This is very fun because, well, I haven't seen all of Dragon Ball GT. That's kind of been one of the not-so... It's dirty secrets. Dirty secrets. and <laughs> So, Jeff, you are, of course, jumping into Dragon Ball GT completely new and totally fresh. Mary and I had seen... We're 
like somewhere around half maybe of the series. Yeah, that sounds about right. Probably a little more than half. We had tons of fan subs of it, but we were talking earlier today. We vividly remember trying to watch the evil dragons out cold. Yeah, we both fell asleep on the couch. Just could not do it. So this is an opportunity to force us to sit and watch Dragon Ball GT in a structured way. Similar, Jeff, to what you did with the entire manga, except we <laughs> kind of we'll know all suffer together. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah. So we did our first GT review of Awesomeness uh, like six episodes ago, whenever that was. I think it was 279, something like that. Something like that. So here we are with the uh, 284 GT review of Awesomeness number two. This episode, we are covering Dragon Ball GT episodes six through ten, six episodes. 7, 8, 9, 10. Let's give you the context of this. We love breaking it down. How did this all come to be? These originally aired in Japan from March to May 1996. That seems like a really long span. There are actually three weeks with no new episodes. There was one night that they played movies 13 and 5 from DBZ. Kind of strange two episodes to play together. Uh, then there was some kind of special and then there was a baseball game the following week. So there was a big break in between stuff there. Now, where can you pick up these episodes? We did this with the manga breakdown, the Tonkobo and the Kanzenban on the Viz of his big. To watch the episodes, this was kind of funny because we have the old Lost Episodes discs. The American DVD release, first time they put it out on those Lost Episodes, were discs two through four. Now there's only five episodes here, but it was the last episode on disc two, the three episodes on disc three, and then the first episode on disc four. That was all made much easier when they put out the season, the green bricks for GT. Obviously, all on the first brick. Very easy there. If you're going by the Japanese DVD release, of course, if you have the Dragon Box for GT. It's all on the Dragon Box. But uh, kind of corresponding to that, the individual DVD volumes would be volume one. The last episode on there is episode six. And then disc two, you would get episodes seven through ten. What we usually do with the manga review is break down the the panels, the, the chapters, what actually happened, because it's important to set the stage. Uh, we were talking about this a little more because the GT review is so different. It's TV. Do we want to still do the recaps? Is it necessary? Longtime listeners will remember we did an experiment one time in the manga review not doing the recap and we decided as the hosts and the people actually doing it and the audience decided as well it didn't work as well not having that recap very 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 fresh in your mind so we're going to continue to do that in what might be the first time we've ever done this we have already recorded the entire episode we did the recap we did the analysis we kind of decided that it took too long what we had done was taking Curtis Hoffman's old 1996 episode summaries and basically read them verbatim because the work had already already been done for us and why reinvent the wheel it was already there and we had also all watched the episodes together there was no time between watching the episodes and doing the recap to prep it well it didn't seem to work out so i've rewritten them hopefully it's shorter unfortunately we've lost jeff so we've lost jeff's voice doing the recaps but mary you're still here mm-hmm. and you and i will go through and we'll try to be uh, a little bit quicker yes. and uh, i think it's gonna be better so let's just get right into it why don't you start us here episode six all right then on the way to the next planet for another dragon ball goku asks a robot for its name but only gets a manufacturer number in response trunks takes him in for a landing but since he's never really piloted a ship before he doesn't land all that smoothly in fact he says kind of something like let's go land by those rocks uh it turns out the island that they landed on is a giant alligator turtle monster everything here is huge pan dresses herself up like a cute little insect while Goku and Trunks are searching for the Dragon Ball by themselves. As Pan enjoys a flower bed, she's swept away by a swarm of bees. Trunks finds the Dragon Ball in an orchard, but Goku knocks an apple down on top of it. A giant bird swoops down and steals the apple away with the Dragon Ball lodged in at its bottom. The bird delivers it to a lumbering giant. They hear Pan scream, so they take off to save her and come back to get the ball later on. Pan is brought back to a beehive where she starts to freak out at all the larvae about to pop out, but they're cute little bees. Baby bees so she seems okay with it. Trunks finds what he thinks is Pan in a giant spider web, but it's the actual queen bee. Meanwhile, Pan is being brought all sorts of honey by the babies, which proves that they think she's the queen. She tries to leave, but is followed by the swarm. Goku and Trunks, along with the real queen, show up, and the queen heads on home with the swarm. The robot is out of power, and so is Goku, as seen by his rumbling stomach. Goku smells cooking fish, though, so it must be the giant. The trio takes off towards the giant, who has a batch of apples with him, completely dwarfed by their surroundings. Goku flies up to get the apple with the Dragon Ball, but one of the birds knocks it down to the ground. The giant picks
picks it up and munches it, spitting out the core. He suddenly starts flailing about in pain. Dragon Ball is stuck in his cavity. Goku flies inside his mouth and eventually uses a Kamehameha to blast out the bad tooth. And he got the Dragon Ball in the process. The giant calms down and seems to appreciate the help, waving goodbye. As the group heads out back into space, Goku asks the robot what his name is. He replies just, Gidu Gidu, like normal, so they decide to call him Gil. Episode 7. Pan is upset at Gil for eating some of the ship's circuits, but Trunks doesn't want any part of this. Gil confirms another planet with the Dragon Ball, so they head on down to this nice countryside-looking area on the planet. When they come across a village, it looks like everyone is crowded around a house. The group pushes their way on in, a little forcefully for being kind of aliens on this planet here, and learn that Zunama is causing problems for them. Gil points out that one of the women inside has a Dragon Ball at the end of her ponytail. It's a six-star ball. They came a long way to find it, but the woman's boyfriend, Doma, brushes them off. They learn that this Zunama is a horrible monster that comes to demand food. Gil senses danger, 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 and it's this monstrous catfish that can create earthquakes by wiggling its whiskers. This time, Zunama wants a wife. It turns out that the woman from before, Doma's girlfriend, has been chosen. When the woman, Lane, doesn't come out right away, Zunama creates an earthquake. Zunama seems to be okay with Lane when she finally comes out and says he'll be back for her tomorrow, but she needs to be prettier than she looks now. Zunama then takes off while Lane faints. That evening, as the villagers prepare a feast for Zunama, Pan decides she wants to defeat the monster. Everyone seems on board with this idea, so Pan forms a plan. She has Goku try on Lane's wedding dress. He's going to be the decoy when Zunama returns tomorrow. It doesn't fit though, because he's tiny little Goku now. So Trunks ends up taking on the role. After plenty of makeup, Trunks is fully in costume. Thankful his parents aren't there to see him right now. One of the villagers brings out some strong sake for Zunama to drink, which can get him drunk enough to handle, hopefully knock him out. Zunama arrives to find Lane, all dressed up for him, and after adjusting his voice, Trunks' voice, Zunama seems convinced. Episode 8. Trunks is forced to get closer for examination and Zunama ends up liking Lane even more than he did yesterday. He grabs Trunks and heads on home. They take a shortcut underwater and Trunks barely gets a warning to hold his breath to the mountain and caves. Goku and the others take off in pursuit. Goku gets naked for the swim, which makes Pam incredibly uncomfortable. Doma can't believe he, you know, Little Goku is Pan's grandfather. Inside, Trunks sees some magma down below and smears his lipstick, wiping off his sweat. He then loses his wig right after that as Zunama pulls out his own special clothing for her. Now, Zunama decides that the imposter is even prettier than Lane was. As they sit down to eat, Tolerance, Trunks' new female name apparently, tries to force the sake on Zunama, but he doesn't want to drink. Is he a lightweight? Trunks ends up soaking all the food in the sake, which he then stuffs down Zunama's throat. He's a very angry drunk and demands even more food, even though he's eaten all of it. Goku and the others show up and are seen by Zunama. Zunama tells them all to scram. Goku's ready for a fight, though, but the monster passes out totally wasted. Trunks miraculously changes into his regular outfit, and Doma heads on over to cut the first whisker, but Zunama sneezes Doma off him and wakes up before they can get the second one. He asks why Tolerance has changed clothes, so Trunks explains that he's actually a dude. Zunama then creates an earthquake in a fit of rage, but it quickly ends. For some reason, Zunama keeps on wiggling and asks if the group is scared. Pan realizes that Zunama doesn't cause earthquakes, he can sense them, and he's been fooling them. The lava pool starts to explode and everyone's forced to evacuate. They all get to safety, but the mountain is spewing lava down towards the village. Goku uses a Kamehameha to do something, and ends up blowing away the entire mountain. Pan is awarded Lane's Dragon Ball, and Zunama is then accepted into the village, so long as he now alerts them to any impending earthquakes. The Dragon Ball suddenly floats away from Pan's hand and into the hand of a villager, who transforms then into a blue alien. He flies up into his own ship and takes off into space. Episode 9. The group take off in their own ship after the alien. Inside their own ship, three of these blue aliens are checking out this Dragon Ball thing. Their ship computer tells them they are being followed, so they go to warp speed to get away. Trunks uses his awesome flying technique to follow them, despite their ship not being as fast. Even after getting knocked around by some asteroids, Trunks and company are still following along. The alien named Bonpada asks the ship for advice, who recommends they lead the group to planet Bihei as a trap, which is filled with giant worm monsters. The aliens enter, Trunks and the others follow, and get lost down some corridors, and so the aliens are free to leave. The aliens make it back to some other 
another planet. Inside a large temple, a slew of worshippers are chanting in front of a stage with a giant stone idol with an urn. A masked priest on stage demands a minion present a dragon ball to him, but the minion has not been able to find one. The priest cracks his whip at the minion and turns him into a doll, which gets tossed into the urn, which then in turn releases some type of energy. Lude is pleased with the sacrifice. The aliens want to leave, but they did find a dragon ball, so they're pretty confident here. They hand over the dragon ball, but it turns out they still failed. The group they were following had another dragon ball, which they did not steal. They are given one last chance to go back to planet Bihei and get the ball. Inside Bihei, Goku and the others can't get a signal on the dragon ball. They're suddenly ambushed by the planet's giant worms. While they all fight, the aliens panic a bit over the battle, but Bonepara suggests they check out the empty ship while the group are busy fighting with the worms. Energy attacks don't seem to work on these worms, which might just be the strongest enemy they've ever faced so far. Ever. Ever. In the history of Dragon Ball. <laughs> Episode 10. The worms seem to be winning this fight. The three aliens can't seem to find the other Dragon Ball and conclude those guys must actually have it on them instead of inside the ship. If they die, they'll get turned into dolls. Uh-oh. Back on the other planet, the priest... Muchi Mochi has brought some prisoners, which he also turns into dolls and offers up a sacrifice to Lude. Back on Bihei, the aliens are cheering for Goku and the others to win. Goku starts winning against the worms until there's a giant pile of them defeated. The aliens applaud them and demand the Dragon Ball. Since I don't get it, they take off their armor and strike a dancing pose. The Para Para Brothers armor is a three-piece speaker slash sound slash light system, which starts cranking out a dance tune. It's so infectious that the trio, along with Gil, are forced to start dancing against their will. With no control over their bodies, Bompara is free to offer up a beatdown. The heroes seem totally helpless as the dance speeds up and they are completely exhausted and smacked around. The worms from before suddenly wake up and attack Bonpara. With their dance concentration broken, the spell wears off and the group can fight back. Pan, Gil, and Trunks search the alien ship for the Dragon Ball, but Trunks gives up and walks back out to Goku. Pan then notices the the ship's display light up, so she investigates and Gil reads it out loud. The ship's computer announces that they're taking off for planet Lude now, and they're off, leaving the rest of the group behind. First thing we're going to do, Jeff, last time on the show with a review of Awesomeness number one, you had some predictions. What did you think would happen in the next batch of episodes? Sir, you said, you wonder if <laughs> Toei is thinking the same thing. Where is this going? Well, I think they kind of have more direction in this set, yeah, which we're going to yeah. get to. Okay, all right. It doesn't feel as, as like, empty in plot yeah. as it did okay. when I first started. Next thing you said, the new planet the next time around, they are not going to crash land on it. It was too convenient to crash land on a planet with a Dragon Ball last time. Well, they crashed, but they didn't crash land. Right, right. They went there with a purpose and a reason. Yeah, but Trunks has terrible places to land. Like, right. just terrible like, choice of landing those rocks places. over there. Like, all this level playing <laughs> field. Awful. Mountains. Let's land on mountains. It's, what? Okay. Fine. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to hide behind them or something, but yeah, that didn't work. You said we will not find the next Dragon Ball in the next round of episodes, but it'll be in the same arc. So there'll be another series of episodes like we've had some two-parters, but you didn't think in this next batch we would get a Dragon Ball. Wrong. Well, we get two. One we was stolen two. from them, but they actually got a Dragon Ball there. Amazing. Nice. You said Gil turns out to be useful more than just a Dragon Radar. Uh, How do you gauge that with these episodes? Moderate comedy relief? Sort of. I mean, like, well, did he actually do anything other than... Well, he did sense danger. Yes, yes. Yes. Danger, danger. I got that one. All right. Last thing you said. Pond's still a bitch. Junk's still a babysitter. Goku's still stupid. Yep. All right. You get all that. Great. So with the manga review, we would have visisms and that kind of stuff. We don't really have anything like this because we're just watching the show. But we do have some name puns that go along with the series. Our buddy Jake Herms uh, broke down a a whole series of them. There aren't a whole lot here to cover. There's maybe a couple. There's the Para Para Brothers, really just named for the dancing style. I mean, that's all there is to it. There's Muchi Mochi. Muchi is whip and Mochi is carry. It's a dude that carries a whip. I thought that was kind of funny because Mochi Mochi sounds so cutesy wootsy, but I didn't <laughs> think it would actually mean anything. So that's kind of yeah. fun. And then really the only significant other one here is Lude, which is doll spelled backwards. Dolu. Ludo. We just swip them and swip them, swap them, words, syllables, <laughs> letters there, and uh, just keep the middle one extended. That's what that is. The planet with. The, the, they do the doll things with the dude in the whip. Yep. Yeah. GT. So uh, these episodes, this batch of episodes, we 
approach this kind of differently than we did the first five, where we watched, I think, two episodes, then we took a break for a couple days, and we had a convention in the meantime, and then we watched another two, and then the last one at some point. These we essentially watched all in one go earlier this evening. We took a break after four to eat dinner, and then we watched the final one. But yeah, very, very different viewing experience for these GT episodes. And I think for all three of us, it went by really fast. It did. It really did. did. Jeff, why don't you talk about that for a bit? Because Mm -hmm. you're this is all fresh to you. Oh, yeah. Well, the interesting part about the pacing of these episodes is uh, when we were looking at the first one where they were on that planet with the giant, Mm -hmm. fairly straightforward storyline. It was just totally one episode resolved, done. Yeah, pretty quick. Although we have to talk about how the intro sort of introduced that this episode would show up. Yeah, yeah. This was a, a... a fun case of design and seeing it before it would happen because you saw this character in the opening to the show mm-hmm. and there are a couple spreads that Toriyama did. Uh, we talked about character designs. He did most of the early appearances of the characters, but he also did some of the locations uh, sketches where where would some of these things happen? And one of the, I think it's three, was this planet with this giant character. So this was something that if you were paying attention in Japan at the time, you would have seen scene ahead of time of this episode would be familiar with it. And it also had a little bit of that Toriyama flair to it there. Just Definitely did. By mm-hmm. having him design some yeah. of the stuff there. Did, I don't know, did that come across in the episode in any way? Did it feel more old school Dragon Ball? I, I, it felt really old school to me. Just yeah. like a singular adventure over and done with um, some wacky hijinks. And I thought it was cute. I kind of liked it. Maybe it was like Pan's bee outfit that I thought was really cute too. Hmm. I also liked all the little bees. Yeah, well, they were <laughs> But, little pop out babies. Mm-hmm. You were so cute. Yeah, well, but the the thing is, though, it's still only one episode, which I thought was kind of odd. I, I would figure that if Toriyama was to do something for the series, they would kind of expand on that to expand on his much. ideas for it. Nah, yeah, nah, they're just taking bits and pieces and rolling with it. It's all them. But it just seems like a throwaway. They have all this great material. They just do one uh, one episode. So either way, was I that mean, episode mm-hmm. because it was basically uh, one episode, and then two two parters. Although yes. obviously this one is going to continue on into our next batch of episodes. I don't think it needed to be longer than the one episode, which we'll get into later about pacing. Um, But I thought this episode was pretty well paced. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to fall asleep. No, no. It's always critical. Yeah, it didn't happen with the series of episodes, certainly. No, no. Let's talk about that. The kind of the mini arcs that we had in here. We had the one. Mm -hmm. Then we had the two episodes with Trunks cross-dressing and the Zunama character. Were those two enjoyable episodes? We even made the comment like... (laughs) We had this before. Goku dressed up to right, right. get With Oolong. to Oolong and the girls that had been stolen away. So this was, I don't know if it was an intentional it's, toss back I'm to that. I'm not sure either. Maybe it's an intergalactic take on it. Yeah, I know. It's such a, a common story trope. I mean, it was in Journey to the West as well. True. This has been done so many times. So maybe it's just a, a tried and true story trope to use and they're banking on it. And it's funny because it's And cross-dressing is always funny. And I'm going to put this out right, there yeah, Mary, now. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, these are my two favorite episodes in the entire series really? and that is not saying much <laughs> which is well, now scary. that you've rewatched them with a new eye uh-huh. do you still enjoy these two episodes or maybe in a different way i still enjoy them but coming from it from a more critical perspective i don't think it needs to be two episodes yeah yeah i agree Mm-hmm. I don't know what they could have cut. Maybe some yeah, Zuma- Zunam is singing and dancing around and constantly making threats. I think you could have shaved off five minutes of, yeah, there of was all a that lot stuff. Of that. There was a lot of that. I don't know if you could have gotten it down to a single episode, but maybe an episode and a half. Yeah, then maybe what would an episode. Do? I don't know. Com- yeah. More commercials. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, right. But really what does it for me, the two episodes is seeing Trunks' abs for a little bit. Through the dress. <laughs> Through yeah. the dress. Well, well, in the midriff. Yeah, it, that was <laughs> That's fantastic. such a hilarious design. Jeff, even you commented on it. Like, yeah. Wow, he's just hanging all out there. It's like you see the six pack and like this beautiful <laughs> dress in the hat. It's just freaking ridiculous. It's awesome. There were some pretty good designs in these episodes. I mean, it's so simple, but just pawn with the bees. Just the things coming off of yeah, her yeah. and the frilly and the little, she the little, had. Um, wrist puffy yeah, bracelets yeah. it was cute it was just yeah okay we're, we're having fun with character designs here i thought the villagers were a nice design too it's kind of reminiscent of um Upambora? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 thank you <laughs> kind of indianish native american but not quite so much a stereotype like oh they've got a little blue lightning thing on their face they're hello avatar yeah, huh. i know it's like that's afterwards but whatever more uh <laughs> 
for the thing. Harry Potter, a little lightning yeah. thing. That's true, too. cheek instead of the forehead. But. Yep. I thought Zunamo was a funny design, too. He was like a giant walking yeah, catfish giant catfish. thing. He had a great voice. He was fun. He I sang. Mean, even if you wanted to cut down his singing and dancing, his John, John, John. <laughs> I thought it was super fun. I mean, I was smiling during these episodes. Having a pretty good time. Is there anything else you want to say about these two? Jeff, how about you? I mean, you're not the Trunks fanboy, but you seem to be enjoying the, the six-pack here. Um, well, it gave him something to do more so than... Well, that's the thing. You, yeah. you were you had concerns about Trunks just kind of being the third wheel here. The babysitter. And not doing it. Like, he wasn't fighting. He wasn't... Yeah, yeah. Or at least not that much. It just didn't seem like he had any part in any of the plots. Yeah. And he does here, technically. And he really has, like, some really funny moments, which I thought was um, fantastic, considering that we didn't see much from him before. So I'm right. glad they threw that in there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's why I like these episodes a lot more, because you get involvement from all three characters. And you can feel sympathetic for them and you don't have to hate Pawn the entire time or think Goku's an idiot. It's so interesting because we kind of want to get to the story and the action as soon as we can, but we are still in this introductory phase. I prefer these characters when they're pitted as comedy relief or yeah, yeah. it's all slapsticky. I mean, this wasn't slapstick, but cross-dressing is hilarious. And I, I'm a big fan of seeing Trunks uh, being uncomfortable yeah, <laughs> having to wear makeup. We talked about that a lot with the first batch of episodes where he's face palming all the time. Just having him making funny faces is it's a good time. It's very different from, I guess, his main version that we all know. You're thinking about the future Trunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mm -hmm. like a complete 180. Right. It's kind of fun that way. And there's some, it's very interesting how there's uh, these little small details that are lying around too um, that just, I mean, they don't have much effect on anything, but I always found them kind of interesting that they put them in. Like what? Uh, well, it was obvious that his hat was going to come off and then the hair comes off. Mm -hmm. So not surprising. But when he smears his makeup, I thought that was pretty interesting. That yeah. It's like a small touch that, I mean, it doesn't I agree. really I agree. add to anything. Because Zunama already could tell that he was different just from losing yeah. the, the wig and stuff. They so didn't need to do Having it. the smeared makeup, yeah, they didn't need to do that. They didn't have to Maybe do that. Maybe it was a matter of, we don't want to color this anymore because after that point, they stopped drawing the lipstick on him. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, no, we ran out of pink. That was a great moment too where the dress falls on the ground and the next shot is yeah. him back in regular clothing. With the scarf and everything. Everything perfect. <laughs> like how did... What? I bet it was all in Gil. Yeah, he's, actually, that could he's be. a suitcase. That could be. He's a portable suitcase. Yep, exactly. There you go, Jeff. He's fulfilling his role of being more than just a dragon radar. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's leave Zunama behind for a little bit. Let's talk about these couple lewd episodes with the dolls. And the <laughs> we said Arapar. lewd. I'm like, they, they weren't very lewd. lewd. What are you talking Maybe about? Maybe the prior episodes are a little bit lewd. <laughs> they were rather passive. With What's the wrong? Goku. <laughs> Did it start to take a dive for you here? Am I putting thoughts in your head? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think you're saying what I'm thinking anyway. In my head, the only saving grace about these two episodes was the dance routine. And even then, it's way, 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 way too long. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So these two episodes. Well, hold on to just thoughts okay. on episode 10. Talk about just the, the two as a whole. For I think it could be one episode. Oh, yeah. Easily. Absolutely. Yeah. Easily. So, so much. The first so one, much. I guess it was nine. I felt like the main characters were barely in it. Yeah, yeah. Other than like... The, the fighting with the worms, but they spent so much time with the worshippers and the Power okay. Brothers being nervous. I'm okay with that, but I do think it was too much. This definitely could have been a single episode. I mean, the stuff that they were covering there, there was so much recycled animation. Yeah. Well, in episode yeah. 10 specifically, yeah. but there was a lot they could have cut down there. Oh, there is an air of mystery about the episode um, when they're getting turned into dolls and the worshippers uh -huh. is like, I wouldn't say it's dark as far as like Dragon Ball goes, but uh -huh. certainly kind of oh, different from what we've seen They're sacrificing people to mm -hmm. something. Jeff, are you interested in what this something may be? Because obviously it's for something. I mean, they're not just doing it for the hell of it. Maybe they are. Regardless of how long it took to get to that point, um, it's somewhat interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too really. I mean, the, the doll thing's kind of interesting, and the uh, not none. Or, well, it's the stone idol. That's what I'm kind of a little bit interested in. Yeah, what's that for? Yeah, and then like the, I, you know, to be quite honest, I never noticed that that what was it, a flask they were saying? Yeah, yeah, that was I was a did thing not notice the that. They showed it once or twice. They didn't really focus on it. No. Yeah, like I didn't notice that at all. But I mean, the way that well, I'm seeing it in the outline, it kind of yeah. seems like it's oh, going to be yeah, important. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, I'm wondering if that has anything to do with much. But I mean, if if that was the case, then they should have really pointed that out a little bit more. It sounds like among the three of us, there is some interest on in what's going on. It's just but taking too long. Just way too long. And you know what, Mike, so, you were so saying long. earlier 
where is this where things start to go downhill? I think for me with episode nine, where I first started realizing it was going downhill was with our hero ship chasing after the Power Brothers ship. Uh-huh. And that was taken forever. And it was, it was just it was. so much recycled footage. I'm like, this can't be good. We are getting nowhere. Yeah. And before we knew it, we were at the halfway mark for the episode. Yeah. So that was kind of really disconcerting. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about episode 10 just as, as a singular entity. It was, this was a really bad episode. We were saying how we were flying through this. I mean, even if we weren't loving everything about the episodes, it felt like it was moving fast. I know for me, episode 10, I was so ready for this to be over. Just could not deal with that one anymore. I would have liked the whole dance thing to be like a quarter of the length oh, that yeah, it was. Yeah. Easily. And the fight with the worm. I mean, ridiculousness of worm power aside, that was far too much as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, it, it's ridiculous to me that those worms were as strong as they were. I know. It doesn't make any sense. And, and, and I don't care about comparing powers. Yeah. But when you're comparing a worm to Goku, who has defeated Boo at this point, I mean, seriously, how, guys. How does... I Like, I don't understand how an energy blast doesn't do anything to I don't know, worms. maybe that front red mirror-y jewel thing. Was There's just like no justification blasts. for Goku saying that. Yeah. And, and also, all. you know, when you first yeah, see the, yeah. the powers being like deflected mm-hmm. off the whatever, like the eye, I guess, you kind of like, you sort of see the power sort of going off in directions and like powering down. But it's like, that is not the most powerful thing that all three of them have ever shot. I mean... They could have easily taken out these worms. I'm fully... I would love to see how Sean justifies this. (laughs) Right. Writing in-universe logical explanation for it. How is this possible? Because that's very odd. I I mean, I did like how they wrapped it up where they were tricking the worms and like tying them up into knots. That was awesome. Yeah, If we could have gotten to that a little bit... Well, a lot time. a bit faster. And than... You know what? We are spending too much time on how it it's took true. too much time. Yeah. Yeah. Down with worms. So let's move away from that. Um, weird things that that should not be the way they looked. Um, what? Let me let me explain. Okay, please. Um, okay, so episode. Ooh, I think it was. I think it was seven. So the first of the Zunima stuff. First of the Zunima when so they're in somewhere the... with him. Yeah, you okay. know how they're all going into the crowd. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. See what's going on. In the sure, hut. sure. So. And no one's talking or doing anything. They're exactly. Just standing there. But Goku and Pan make their way into the crowd. She forcefully pushes her way through a little brat. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And you see that all the time. No big deal. Great. Then they mention something and they do like a faraway shot of the three of them behind the crowd. Then go back to inside the hut. Then go back <laughs> to Goku and Pan in the crowd. That was poor direction. Yeah. And yeah. there were there. Then that's not the only thing. It's just the one that I remember the most. There were a lot of these little things yeah, showing yeah. up within the series. Now the episodes were great. I'm not going to complain. Which about is this so too strange much. because they were putting a lot of attention to background things. There was a great shot of someone's talking and Goku and Gil are just dancing together in the background. Yep. And it's just cute. And they didn't have to do it, but they animated it because it was fun and, oh and goku doing his little uh, uh like practice fighting in the background yeah, that yeah. was amazing as well but he's kicking up the dust clouds <laughs> i thought that was cute good stuff so great but then there's just these weird errors that are just, just not like, paying attention otherwise and i'm thinking like how important is this series to the people animating it because there's like just this lack of direction this lack of uh qa is just happening in some very important things i mean i'm i'm Probably not the only one who knows some of these things, but I like I just couldn't get over that in this series. I don't think it happens really in the first excuse me, in the first five all that much, but certainly in this five, I noticed a lot more of it. We were actively laughing and smiling. We've already said this uh, earlier in this batch of episodes, episode mm-hmm. six, episode seven. There was one great moment where uh, they're, they're checking. Is the atmosphere OK? Can we go outside? And all of a sudden, Goku's just flying outside the ship saying, yeah, whatever it is. He's, he's just being Goku. And that was such a, oh, that's Dragon Ball to me. Him just doing stupid things with a big grin on his face. I liked it. it those kind of things were, were so nice in those earlier. The arrow along the ground. That was such a non-Dragon Ball kind of joke. Yeah, yeah, totally. At first it threw me off and then. You know, I thought it was funny, but then I was spending so much time thinking about it. Like, it's an arrow on the screen. <laughs> That's not a Dragon Ball type joke. Yeah, yeah, they don't do stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe just because it's GT, it's totally new. It's They're almost, gonna do different things. It's like but kind of breaking the fourth wall, but not really. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, lack of Toriyama well. input here. I mean, that could easily have been something a director decided to throw in. Mm-hmm. So I got that too. Actually, I you know I didn't realize it uh, then when watching it, but yeah, no, it it's uh, those little touches that I think they do to make it somewhat different. That's kind of nice. 
Yeah, you yeah, gotta introduce totally. some new things. What about these episodes? Did you take away? Like, did what did you enjoy? I guess more generally about these five, Jeff. It makes me realize that they are definitely different from how the well how Z is different from the original Dragon Ball. Well, I'd argue it isn't, but. Okay, but like there's there's some differences you can see between the series. Uh, GT certainly has some like, different from it's its own entity. Sure. Yeah, it does have its sure. own ent- uh, entity. It's not terrible so far. There's just some bad planning when it comes to how long episodes should be in some cases. But there's nothing that like when you guys were saying, you know, it starts to go downhill. You can sense that I yeah. was I'm still going along with it. Okay. I still think it's fine. I just thought yeah, the last two episodes could have been shortened down to one. But that's just, you know, a writing mistake. Is that what's dragging it down a little bit more than what you hope it could be? I'm not even sure how to phrase that question because I don't want to lead you mm-hmm. in this. It's worse than it really is. Right. So what's what could they do to make this better than just you're going along for the ride? Well, <laughs> replace the writer with Toriyama, basically, because, I mean, you get the idea or you get the sense well, that someone else is taking Jeff, over the reins. Toriyama didn't want to do it anymore. So sure. at this point in time, had Toriyama been writing it, probably would not have worked out. So... Toriyama at the height of his game doing something new maybe that could work yeah well I, mean, I, I can see that it's like it's like damned if you do damned if you don't yeah, the yeah. only other thing they could have done was get like another manga writer influ- uh, manga writer influenced by him to do the writing for the series yeah interesting you know like what if they had gotten one piece guy or what if they had gotten Naruto guy to kind of continue the series because they're very heavily influenced by Dragon yeah, Ball. Yeah, but I mean they were doing or getting ready to do their own. They're stuff doing their own things. Yeah, exactly. So. But they could have. They could have. Um, and it's not like the folks working on this had not worked on the entirety before. I mean, there's plenty of similar. I think they're staff. just missing that magic. They are. Mm. Yeah, they, they're missing a, a core component to making the show. And work. could you put in words what that is? Uh, well, it's the presence of Toriyama. It really is. I mean, it's no, like that's not solid enough, Jeff. You got to give me so. more. Well, like, well, uh, but how isn't it? Because I mean, the whimsy, <laughs> missing. But that's whimsy something whimsy. that that in the manga is so present at almost every part of the series. Well, that's a tough comparison because we are going from the manga, which is True. nice and short and condensed, and everything that the original author wanted it to be. And here we have a series by committee, mm-hmm. and and with filler being thrown in, of course, in some cases. Well, and that's so tough because it's all original. So what's filler? But I think you can kind of tell what they're padding out to get to the end of an episode right so, yeah. still there so it's just like it, it just seems like the committee doesn't have a very good leader with gt whereas in z and the original dragon ball they had some kind of source material that that was excellent that they could at least mm, build right. off of so i mean granted i'm not experienced with the filler part so i can't really speak for sure, sure. you know the bad parts of, of the original series in yeah. uh, z but i mean at least in gt you kind of feel like they're going in a direction still that they don't really know where it's supposed to be heading. Right, like right. they, I mean, they may have, and like they probably knew their last episode when they were making the first episode, but they didn't knew how they wanted to end the series. Yeah, I mean, because how do you plan episodes nine and ten? How do you write that down on paper? That's that's and, true. Yeah. And not look at that and go, okay, this really should be one episode. Well, that's I think what's so interesting about this batch is because they are very much transition episodes. And mm-hmm. I mean, I know where this story is about to head off into but we're still doing some of that introductory stuff but they're also trying to bring in some of that underlying story at the same time to transition into jeff cover your ears blah 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 blah. i mean obviously we're leading into the baby stuff at some point and they're laying some of the seeds for those things but they don't want to come out and just tell you right now all right jeff you can come back in Hey, hey. All right, you're good. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's really, really tough. How do they bridge those two things? And maybe just the stuff in between is never the interesting stuff. See, where I'm at is that this whole part's my favorite part of the series because we're not into giant arcs yet. We're not mm. into giant fights yet. We're not into who's stronger than who. It's just adventure stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like so, that part too. I'm just concerned about their ability to continue doing that where obviously it's weighing down on them the future punching in the face yeah they gotta get to that at some point soon so i don't know the bridge between the two just doesn't do it for me now i mean we should excuse the fact that in some cases there may have been uh plans down the line where they had to make last minute decisions like okay we can't do these episodes too early we're because pretty it's... sure that's what happened with the series as a whole yeah, yeah. like they were just flying off the seat of their pants like okay we got to do this decision now we got to move yeah, this episode yeah. here we got to put this there and yeah. then we got to write two new episodes in a night because we gotta you know whatever schedules and whatnot but i mean that's that really is i think like the theme behind what i'm watching in gt where it's like there's no 
actual plan. It's really more so just like random decisions being done. And it's so early that they don't have to be following whatever their larger plan is for the series. They can still just be doing introductory stuff and ride that for a couple of months. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, it's and we just saw they had down, a three week break anyway. So yeah, definitely. But it still comes down to things where it's like, where you see these questions pop up, like, okay, why haven't they flown yet? Oh, <laughs> I think yeah, I yeah. asked myself that three times watching these. You know, episodes. we didn't have a super science transformation. In I'm okay with that. I'm oh, okay yeah, with that too. too. Me too. Oh, I got to bring it up now then. Yeah. Um, okay. So I was saying yeah. while we were watching these, uh-huh. Goku's only attack is a Kamehameha. Yeah. And it's driving me nuts, except no, there was one. There was of one course. instance. Well, a random key blast. Just a random key blast. One handed yeah. thing. And we're watching. I made the connection that how many times has Goku used a Kamehameha? Or any other character, a Kamehameha on a volcano. On a volcano. On or near or around a volcano. <laughs> and I've decided they've done this several times. Mm-hmm. With the uh, fire mountain being a maybe, maybe not. Close, yeah. Uh, then there was the filler before the 23rd Budokai, where a whole bunch of characters used various attacks, mostly Kamehameha, on a volcano. And then there is DBZ Movie 10, where there's lava all over the place and people hitting each other in, around, on top of volcano, mountainy stuff. Happens a few times. It looks cool. And yeah, it I guess sets so. a, a yeah. sense of danger, like, oh no, the nearby village. <laughs> yeah, yeah, flowing down on the village. The, I mean, this... I don't know if it was an intentional callback. I, I have doubt to, it. I have to think it was. But when he uses it on it, and instead of just putting out the fire, he blows the entire mountain away. That's just Goku. I guess. I don't think it was a, a, a nod to anything. I think it was a matter of, okay, the whole thing with Zunama was earthquakes, and volcanoes can kind of tie to earthquakes. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, put the village in danger. It's just a way to kind of wrap things up. Actually, that's something that, it brings up a good point that that um, I do miss from the series that I definitely noticed in the manga. Things like that, when they happen, uh, when Goku does something like really, like just huge and doesn't have to be huge, uh, he usually explains himself pretty well about that sort of stuff. He'll have a reason for doing something very strange. Um, whereas uh, I'm noticing here that weird things are just happening with no real reason why. Yeah. Because like you would see these, these uh, weird sort of decisions being made in the series, but then they would either clarify upon it or they would do the clarification before they go and do it. You want more exposition? I, I, yeah, it would be huh. nice. Um, I think so, because, I mean, it just... Yeah, we've got just the three characters, the three heroes, and they're the ones in the mix, which doesn't really give anyone a chance to stay on the sidelines and provide that exposition. Right. I'm fine with that. I am it's different. too. I don't know. Jeff wants a little more. Maybe I could... I mean, we're going to get to it eventually. Well, I, I mean, yeah. It feels like when we're watching these episodes, the audience is just as clueless about what's going to happen next as the characters themselves because they're torn around the world and different well, planets. Whereas in, in the main series, you've got so many characters that you got some people that are in the know. You got people that aren't in the know. You got different angles of things where not, you got all your bases covered. This n- is just totally one sided. Not only that, but if you were watching the TV version of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, you probably had read the manga. I mean, the manga was the most popular thing True. ever on the face of the so planet. Now you're even so. more in, in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With this. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know what else to say about these episodes. I feel like we are in this transition period coming from the introduction getting into some of the story stuff not quite monster of the day yeah yeah monster of the two days the the two weeks in a row i wanted to say more i don't know what else i can do you guys have anything else you no. want to say yeah. about these five yeah um well i mean i just definitely still want to point out that the show's still going on a very good stretch you're okay from, so far oh absolutely because right. i mean the 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 one episode uh on the planet with the giant creatures was fantastic okay uh the the split two uh the was Zunoma stuff the Zunoma stuff no, was doing Really enjoyable. Could have cut them down, but we still had a decent enough time. They were enjoyable. Um, I wouldn't say it was a downhill necessarily because I was just enjoying those episodes just fine. Okay, the first you were three. able to ride that high enough for these next two. Yeah, the next two, I was just like, okay, bad decision, whatever, move right. on, let's go to the next thing. Okay. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I wasn't falling asleep during the last one, but certainly it, just, it could it have could been. It could get cut. there, yeah. Actually, um, about that uh, last episode, mm-hmm. God, I really don't want to talk about it too much, but um, the, the dance itself. Yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting on, that Jeff, they. Smile, smile. Uh, turn around, smile. Uh, oh, wow. Frightening. Snarky. Look. Right. Yeah. So your totally jerk hipster face. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's perfect. I'm allowed to say that because you act it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm but, not um, using it in the Internet way. I'm using it in, in, the, the, in the actual Jeff. Yep. <laughs> exactly right. Well, but I think the dance was interesting because uh, it, it did, of course, remind me of the. Um, what are you talking about? What you Frieza's got? Frieza's henchman. Can you? Can you force? It did remind me a lot of that, um, yeah. just in a different context. Uh, well, actually, it's not really that different a context. If you think about it, it's someone else sending them to. 
gonna do some from work. outer space. Yeah, from space. So or it's like just a different dance. set of aliens. All of GT is in space. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a different set of aliens this time. I guess. So it's kind of like it sort of gives you this idea that whenever aliens come from space, they usually have a dance routine, and I really wish that they would expand upon that because I think it's really funny whenever they do that sort of thing. I mean, it would be nice if they did it more often, so it could be like this cool little. Um, funny thing like, oh, here's a new set of aliens. Here's their dance routine. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, I don't know. I always think like that little bit in the story is kind of funny. But that's the only thing I really liked in in that one episode. Anyway. All right. Me too. Man. All right. Well, I think there's then, then something else we should mention. Uh, sure. Related to this, that I think uh, you were telling me about it, but I think for our listeners it'd be helpful. Uh-huh. Uh, tolerance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Mary, you were even saying you'd always just seen it as Torainaisu. Tor- it's like Torrance. Or something like that. Trerance right, right. Chan Chan. And I think that something. was just again a direct romanization of what was being said there. Um, I don't know. I'd have to dig in. Maybe uh, we can ask Jake or Julian or someone. What is the context of how he was phrasing it there? Uh, we just we're totally in the dark about that right now, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. maybe was, I didn't remember that at all. And I don't I guess think that, we've ever watched these subtitled discs before. No, no. I mean, this is my first time. Ever seeing that romanized is tolerance. We said last episode that a lot of the GT discs we own still are being opened for the first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. double still in shrink wrap. Just bought them and never got around to them. Hmm. I'm not sure that I actually have seen a couple of those episodes that we just watched before. I'm thinking back to my fan subs. I think my beginning of GT was one and two, three and four, five and six, and then I jumped really far ahead. I'm not sure that I saw some of this stuff before. Maybe I did because these discs were open, so maybe I had maybe watched we- it. I think time. maybe we used them for something. Yeah, probably. Like extras or something. Yeah. yeah. Or like AMV stuff. I yeah. Don't know. yeah. Or when I did shots. my GT parody uh, thing, Think You Know GT, I think yeah. I used those discs for stuff. So I know that what I else? had all these episodes fan subbed eventually, mm-hmm. but my one and only VCD from the Dragon Ball universe <laughs> was from the, GT. The, the two Worm episodes. Really? Oh, jeez. And then eventually I got it fan subbed, I think. Oh, yeah. The Cantonese VCDs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Putting fuel on the fire. Mm-hmm. Cantonese WGT was pretty good. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Remember the voices? I mean, I, not that I know Cantonese, but yeah, the voices right. seem like they, they fit pretty well from interesting. what we watched. All right. I guess that's going to bring this to a close. I'm not sure what else we can say about these episodes. Had a good enough time. For all it's worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this was our second Dragon Ball GT review of Awesomeness. We will try to stick with our monthly schedule. So in February, review number three is going to be another five episodes. And after that, we're going to start dropping down to break arcs up because we will get into more specific arcs. So the next time around will be 11 through 15. So uh, if you are going to follow along with our review of Awesomeness, that's what you need to be ready for one month from now. GT episodes 11, 12, 13, 14, and of course, 15. But we don't like to talk about number 13. <laughs> I do. I like to talk about it. Oh, dear. I don't remember what episode 13 is. I have no idea either. Cool I was just making it up. It's the greatest episode ever. Oh, okay. I don't really remember. All right. GT. It's a thing. I watched it maybe <laughs> once. Kind of fell asleep halfway through a lot. I guess you could say we watched half of it, but slept through half of that half. Jeff, before we truly wrap it up, mm-hmm. do you have any predictions for this next batch of five episodes? So we've left it where I think Pon and Gil, are they the ones that are in the ship yeah, right now? Yeah, they're taken off. Yep. Sent off to Lude. Mm-hmm. So Trunks and Goku are left behind. Got the Power Brothers that maybe get eaten by worms. Not entirely sure. We've got Muchimochi, I think it is. Whipping people into dolls back on planet Lude. We've got the was the Zen Yaka 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 Lude Osama Sama. I don't remember what the chant was. Fantastic. These hundreds of people praying before this giant doll thing. Where are we going in these next five episodes, Jeff? Uh well, I would figure that um it only gets worse before it gets better. So hey, Pawn and uh Gil end up on the planet and oh no, they are captured and I don't think they're turning to... Well, no, wait. Okay. I'm going to go further. I'm going to... Okay, here's what's going to happen, right? This all is right, like full right. storyline prediction here. Okay. All right. They're going to go to the planet. Yes. They're going to get turned to dolls. Pan and Gil? Pa- uh, Pan and Gil, yep. Okay. They're going to get thrown into the stone idol thing. Okay. Because um, I have a feeling that they don't die from the process. All right. They're just there. Okay. And existing with other dolls. They, dolls. You think there's a pile of dolls in there? Yeah. Because, I mean, okay. we don't see fire. We don't see anything except black in the hole. So, I mean... Yeah, yeah. They go in there. We don't know what happens. They're still dolls. So okay. they're not dead, technically. All right. So what I'm going to say they get revived uh, at the end. So there's they, they this whole situation gets uh, finished and 
Um, yeah, how long do you think this lewd stuff is going to go for? I don't think all that long at all. I'm going to... Okay. So we got five episodes, maybe one, I'm gonna say one three. and a half, two, three? Okay. I'm going to say three. Three episodes I, wraps up the lewd stuff. Well, you know, I would say three because of how long it took us to get through the first yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, they're moving at a slow pace. At that pace, I would say three. Okay. So, I mean, I don't want it to so be So you three. think we're kind of in the middle of this mini arc here? I do think so. All right. But um, what would happen is, of course, uh, Goku and Trunks find some way to get the location of lewd, uh, show up, save them, get the Dragon Ball back, you know, squared away. Okay. After that, no idea. But I'm going to throw in something. Yeah, you got to do the bad shit. Crazy predictions. This yes. is how things get accomplished on exactly. the show. Um, okay, well, not so crazy, but there will be a Super Saiyan moment. Okay, the next five episodes, someone goes gold. Sure, and another one. Uh, there's going to be some contact with Earth. Okay, yeah, because they haven't really been phoned home lately. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard anything. I mean, they don't. we don't know. But there's no real communication device on the ship to go. To, Nothing like, we've seen, no. We haven't seen anything. They're just kind of on their own. Who knows, Gil might hit something and bam, there you go. There's a communication So, he, yeah, he eats another pair of scissors and suddenly they can call Bulma. Right, exactly. Okay. He morphs into an iPhone and it has international <laughs> roaming and it works. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. International roaming. <laughs> Courtesy of Gil. Intergalactic. ATT and Gil. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be great. All right. Mm-hmm. I know uh, that's all. That's I what you got. That's that all. Sounds I got. good. All right, that was pretty good. I appreciate those predictions. And because I'm not sure if I had these fan subbed, I mean, I kind of what these Thanks predictions to this. brought to you by English traditional logger. <laughs> Product placement here on the show. We accept checks and cases of additional beer. Whatever. Uh, where was I going with this? I have no, I have idea. no idea what I was saying. <laughs> Damn it, Jeff! You totally broke my train of thought. I did. I did. So I'll just say, join us next month for these next five. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I kind of know main, like high level what happens, but I'm kind of with you. I think, Mary, you might be a little bit with me here. Not sure what really individual moment to moment happens. Yeah, I don't. From here on out, I'm in the dark. Yeah. Like the episode 10 was the last of what I would consider the episodes I remember. Mm, okay. I don't remember. You've definitely seen some of here going I've seen forward? them, yeah, okay. but just once. Episodes 1 through 10, I've watched several okay. times. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not even sure if I have seen from here on forward for quite some bit. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun. Yep. Again, Dirty Secrets, Daisenshu EX, not so dirty. <laughs> totally out in the open. True Hollywood <laughs> Flaunted story. Along. GT's putting Mary to sleep. Yeah, no, just no. The talking about it is killing me <laughs> over here. So we've been going for a while. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, we haven't done releases in a while. There are some things. So let's talk about what's coming out in January. So the first thing for January that's already came out, actually, as of this recording. On January 3rd, the Tuesday, Funimation released their third Dragon Ball Z movie pack collection. These are just repackagings of the double feature versions of the DBZ movies from a couple years back. It's DVD only, despite the double feature versions coming out on Blu-ray as well. This last pack is movies 10 through 13. The MSRP is $29.98. Let's check Amazon. What do they have it for right now? Drum roll, $20.99. So if you're looking for a cheap way to pick up some somewhat competently, I'd say more than somewhat competently, pretty good looking versions of the movies. There you go. Um, since there's not a whole lot, let's do February as well. Mary, why don't you take this? All right. February 3rd is the day to watch out for. That's uh, if you want to get Plan to Eradicate the Super Science and episode of Bardock on DVD. That's when you're going to buy your Psycho Jump issue three. Again, that's February 3rd and it's the March 2012 issue published by Shueisha for 480 yen. We don't know what the pre-order price is yet, but I, mean, like, I think when you know, you'll probably put it up on your website oh totally and it's so cheap anyway that i don't know that anyone's gonna have a like a super pre-order price it'll be maybe get 10 yen off i mean at that point you're talking about pennies Mm-hmm. But there you go. Uh, Jeff, why don't you wrap us up for February here? Not a whole lot coming out. Yeah, sure. So, um, well, the Cousin Bond is going to get released in France. It's volume 18 it is uh, put out by Glenot, I guess. Yeah. Is that way works. to put it? Okay, sure. Sure. Uh, it is priced at 10.55 euros. Um, but if you pre-order at Amazon France, you can get it for 10.02 euros. That is right. And then just looking forward in March, we've got uh, Kai Part 7 coming out as well as levels 2.1 and 2.2. So if you're looking forward to additional things coming out in the future, that is what there is. And that's going to wrap us up this episode. We had so much stuff to talk about. We have so many things coming in the future. Dragon Ball GT review of awesomeness. We would love to hear your thoughts on these five episodes. I think this is a great way to engage the entire community. We all need to sit, pry those eyes open. Watch these episodes of GT together. Misery loves company on a community-wide scale. Yes. Damn right. So join us. Join the conversation. Every episode of the podcast does have a dedicated thread over on Dai Zenshu EX. You can tweet us. You can Facebook us. Mary, tell us 
Tell us. Tell all the viewers. In case fine you viewers, forgot. The listeners. Well, I guess not really. Well, maybe they are viewers. Maybe they right are now. viewers today. Yeah. So yeah. you can email us at podcast at com. That's P O D C A S T at D A I Z E X dot com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash DIZEX and on Twitter at DIZEX. That's right. That's it, right? That is. That's how you do this stuff. Uh, and then you got your message board. There's a message board. And your IRC There's chat. The chat. There's all the great places you can hang out. It is truly, as you say, a community. So. Jeff, thank you, sir, for joining us for this long, fun-filled extravaganza of Dragon Ball GT, etc. Thank you for having me once again. Yeah, yeah. We we'll feed you to, yeah. to make up the difference. And give me beer. And give you beer. Right. Yeah, and give tea. me beer. And plus, your oh, microphone was still here, so you had to, you had to come pick if up you your want microphone. it, you had to come get it. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to be taking it back now. <laughs> then we're going to have to bribe you with other stuff to get you to come back. <laughs> uh, good to have you here, sir. Glad to be back. So we'll see you next month for review number three of the DBGT. Sounds good. Cool. Mary, thank you, ma'am, for joining us over here. It was, it was good to refresh my memory with some of my old favorites. And not so favorites episodes. As a young Marty McFly once said, <laughs> oh, no. it's been educational. It's been educational. Heavy. There's that word again. <laughs> so thank you. And of course, thank you to Julian, who has now missed all two of our GT reviews of awesome. Even though you worked so diligently to get him viewing materials. That's right. That's right. Because all his stuff is in the U.S. So I got to provide it to him over there. Julian will, uh, I guess we'll check in with him uh, next episode, just like we did last time to kind of get his uh, high level thoughts his low-level thoughts, his mid-range thoughts, whatever he has for thoughts about Dragon Ball GT. So we'll check in with Julian next time around. He is with us. See what he's got to say. That's going to wrap it up. We're done. Jeff, thank you again, sir. No problem. Mary, how you feeling? Getting sick again? It's hard to tell. No, I feel about the same in my throat. We'll right. see where the night takes us. All right. I definitely need to, to stop here. <laughs> another round of that antibiotics get this out of my system so for all these fine folks for jeff for mary for julian my name is mike vegito ex this was episode 284 of our podcast we will see you next week for episode 285 of our podcast www.daizex.com check you next week guys and gals All right. Shock. Mike dies. <laughs> Mary's in a great pinch. So when are you going to do that? What are exclamation you going to point exclamation point? Why? When are you going to um, name your episodes with spoilers as to what's going to be in the episode? I thought about doing that from the beginning, mm -hmm. but it was more work than I wanted to put into it. And my problem is I didn't want to try to be funny, have it not be funny. Right. And right. Just come off as lame. Because you're not funny, Mike. I'm sorry. You're yeah. never. I mean, it's just, you know. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs>